Well, hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Miles Driven with me, Miles and Sam. It's a little bit different, yeah. yeah, yeah. I went suave with yes. that one. <laughs> um, today, it's it's sort of an extension of the previous podcast that we did because we wanted to cover off uh, American cars that have come to the UK and Europe, um, particularly the UK, just because. We have right-hand drive here, so there's a lot of cars that we just don't have access to at yeah. all unless we have them grey-imported or imported. Um, and then, obviously, you're, you're on the wrong side of the road, so you either have to get a right-hand conversion, which happen in Australia quite often, but don't really happen um, in the UK. So there's a few cars that we'll particularly talk about because they're going to be right-hand drive. We're going to start, so there's going to be no news segment to this one. We're just going to talk about um, yeah, these be, cars. Yeah. Well, it's aiming to be a, just a short, quick segment podcast to yeah. add on to the last one, isn't it? But yeah, because I thought we, we really wanted to talk about this. Yeah, and when it's 43 minutes in. And, and you uh, realise that you're, apologize. <laughs> your main segment. Yeah. Um, first off, we are getting the Corvette Stingray in the UK. Right-hand drive, sold from dealers, full warranty, uh, V8, 482 brake horsepower, 613 foot-pound of torque. Not sixty three and a half seconds. This is coming to the UK. You can buy it from a. So it looks like you can buy them from a Chevrolet Chevrolet dealer. I'm not sure if that would make the most sense. Yes, I just thought <laughs> wouldn't it? Would they not have them sort of an extension of a Vauxhall dealer? But maybe, um, maybe not. I'm not quite sure how the the dealer. In fact, I might have a quick look see, uh, what the deal is and whether. The dealers are just grouped up because certainly when they used to sell things like the Chevrolet, is it the Avio? Um, or is this because they're all grouped under the new? So they're they're both GM, right? Okay. Um, and so because General Motors is under um, Stellantis, yes. In fact, am I right? I might be wrong. I don't remember. I'm, the... I'm questioning whether you're right. I thought I it was a bit odd when you said why they're not going to be sold at Ford dealers, but no, not Ford, Vauxhall. A Vauxhall, sorry. Um, actually, yeah, with the Stellantis, maybe because we did, we said in the group there was Opal and Vauxhall. But I don't oh, there we go, guys. Miles with another failing God, statement. This, this is, is terrible. Wide sweeping statement that he has no idea what all he's talking about. The years that I have uh, prided myself on being correct all the time on cars. I mean, I remember being able to pull off brake horsepower figures from the top of my head, having an argument with someone who said, "No, that's not correct," and even though it's their car, being right. <laughs> um, so it's going to come to the UK for £78,000, pretty decent um, choice of colours. But the fact that this is going to come over here as a car that we can buy in a dealer, I think that's a big deal. I don't think there's been any right-hand drive test drives yet, which is a little bit odd. I'm trying to think, I think they sold the C7. Uh, in the UK for a short period, but as a right-hand drive, uh, sorry, but as left-hand drive, and this is going to be the first time they're going to put the steering wheel um, on the on the right side of the road for us. Two two odd things about it. One of the things is the fact that they've decided to bring it here now, now that it's gone mid-engines and everything else, but also that they they seem to have sort of just be entering the market at a price point that. Pinches them against Porsche, yeah. Um, but they are they've they've decided to go straight in with a V eight, and they could have 
tried to put a different engine in it that might have been a bit friendlier to EU emissions, but they said, no, no, we're going to stick with the V8. That's what's going to come to the UK, which I like. Oh, yeah. I'm not complaining about it. No, no, not at all. It's just, was I know that they could have gone and said, oh, we're doing a hybrid uh, V6 uh, in the the States in five years and we'll bring it over then when it's that, which... Do you remember when the Ford Mustang, which we'll talk about in a minute, but when the Ford Mustang was first going to come here, there was a concern that it was only going to arrive as a four-cylinder. Four cylinder yes. two point three, yeah, because they weren't sure whether they could sell the V eight, and I they've basically quietly been selling the two point three to yeah. company car buyers, and everyone else just was like, no, I'm not buying a, I'm not, <laughs> not having my first chance to buy a Mustang and and end up yeah. with a V eight, but this is a pretty cool car, and I think this will do reasonably well in Europe and the UK. It's being that it's mid engined, being that. Uh, let's face it, a lot of people probably confuse it for a Ferrari. I was just about to say, I'm looking, I'm looking at the, the press pack pictures. Yes. And from the front angle that I'm looking at now, you could confuse it for a Ferrari. I, I mean, think, it's red, so I that think, helps. But it, you could confuse it for like a baby Ferrari. I, I certainly think first glance. a lot of people who are not interested in cars at all will just say that's a Ferrari. Yeah. Um, you'd, probably, you'd probably struggle from the back. If you know because about it's cars, got, it's got Corvette written in massive letters across but the back. If it I, could be the new Ferrari Corvette. If I know. walked up to my mum and said Ferrari have released a new Corvette, she'd yeah. go, "Oh, have they?" Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I don't know your brother and sister. Yeah, maybe quite brother. Possibly. My brother would probably know. My sister, maybe. If you told her Ferrari made a model called Corvette, yeah. maybe. Um, I can't think of uh, if I, you know, I went to go and see my nan and granddad and said, "There's a Ferrari Corvette." I don't think they'd question me too much. No. Um, so yeah, from that, but that, side, that will make it successful. Well, consider the fact essentially you, you lay out eighty thousand pounds, a little bit more if you want the convertible, and you've got a Ferrari, and you've got something <laughs> that. But you know, it's, it's not like you've then got something that doesn't sound right. It's going to have a proper V eight in it. Yeah, no, that's completely. We, we haven't had chance to drive it. It's not um, sort of. I, I'm guessing partly because of chip shortages and everything else. Yeah, um, it's not like it's flown into the UK and been selling off the shelves at. You know, eighty odd thousand pounds. It's not. I I think the only big issue it does face is if you are that buyer, you've probably been buying what Porsche, either Caymans, maybe entry level nine elevens. Yeah, but have you been buying those because you haven't had the American muscle that's, car if you that's like, available the, to you? That's the question. Um, are those buyers just? Well, it's, it's not going to be a flop. I wouldn't have thought. No, but we, as we know with American cars. Not many of them, and I mean true American cars. We're not talking about Ford, uh, because Ford Europe is essentially a European brand. We yeah, know they don't sell half the things they sell in America. Here, no, do they? of course we know Ford headquarters is America, but Ford Europe is Ford Europe. I mean, we had the Ford Focus here long before. Yeah, um, it made an appearance in the states, and many of the different cars that we've had, say in the UK and in Europe have just been completely different um, to what's been available over in the US. So it's it's kind of its own manufacturer yeah. here. I think they're all built... Obviously, we do some engines and we do vans and things here. Most of them are built now in Germany, I think. It seems to be where everything's built. It's, it's amazing. GM are the same. Uh, your, you have, your, your Astra that you run around in, uh, that's built in Germany. People say, oh, it's a Vauxhall. Well, it's built in the same country as your Golf that you go talk about German engineering in. It's built in the same country. Like, yeah, but unfortunately it's put together in Luton. 
or some, <laughs> someone puts the final bolt in and that, that causes a problem. Um, next car we're going to go on to. Uh, I think actually I'll, I'll let Sam cover this one off a little bit. Brilliant. Ford Mustang. Okay. What would you like me to say about the Ford Mustang? Everything you know about it. <laughs> it's an American car. Yes. It comes with a 5 litre V8. Or a 2.3 turbo. Yeah, but you're going to buy the, two, the 5 litre V8 if you're going to buy it. Well, okay, let me put it to you this way. I know they're not the same price bracket. Corvette or Mustang? Mustang. You'd go for the Mustang. So yeah. Mustang, I think, in the UK, we'd pay about £52,000 for them. They were cheaper than that, but they've been creeping up and up in price, and you buy a bullet version, which is the sort of dark green with a few different bits and pieces, but no power upgrade um, for sort of early 50s. And now used, you could probably get one for, I don't know, 45. I, I saw one. I don't know. It it had a private plate, so I don't know the exact date of it, but it was one of the, the new facelifted ones. Yes. I saw one in a pub car park recently that had a couple of aftermarket bits put on it, and it was debadged. And it did look very nice. I actually said to mum, and my mum's quite good with cars, I said to her, what's that? You should get one of those. She said, well, what is it? I said, well, you know what it is. Mm. And she spent probably four or five minutes looking at it and couldn't. Couldn't get it. She's like, oh, no, I've never have guessed that was a Mustang. Um, I suppose. I don't think they've changed that much recently, but uh, it did look very nice. Debadged, I think it was in, weirdly, a British racing green, which was yes. a strange oh, it probably, see. probably was a bullet then. Oh, quite The possibly. bullet models are all that dark forest green. Yeah, but it was yeah. completely debadged, so it had nothing on it, and it looked really nice. Yeah, I think you saw a bullet. I think that's what you saw. Oh, there you go. I um, saw a bullet the other day <laughs> in a pub car park. I remember seeing one of those when they um, first came out. I'd gone to... Um, my, of course you did. My partner's gym. And there was just one parked at the front of the gym. I was like, I think that guy wants us uh, wants everyone to know. Or or girl might have been a woman yeah. bought it. But um I think a woman might have parked it a bit more sensibly actually. He just um sort of lolloped, slung it across the space. Yeah, lolloped it out the front and went in for his training session. The reason I asked about which one would you go for is more I know that they're, they're slightly different power brackets, Mustang is course, rear wheel drive, front engine. Corvette is no longer, it's a mid-engine vehicle and it's more of a supercar bracket than an American muscle car. Yeah. But power-wise, they they sit very similarly, 460 in, in sort of both of them really, give or take a little bit. Just gonna, and I think both of them you're going to be able to have, I'm not actually sure if the Corvette's going to offer a manual in the UK and I've just clicked off the page that I had looking Why don't at you it. carry on, Marsh, I'll have a look. Um key thing about the Mustang is when it arrived in the UK, it was, people really wanted it. It had been waited for for a long period of time. And so of all the cars that have come to the UK that have been an American long-term vehicle that we haven't got, I would say the Ford Mustang probably is going to be one of the most successful. Although it was a low-volume muscle car, I yeah. can't, I can't think of too many other vehicles that have come over from the, the from the US, have been available in both markets, and have actually been a desirable vehicle that people with the money to go for it have picked over. Uh, unfortunately, in in the UK and I guess through a lot of Europe, people just turn their noses up to anything that isn't European or Japanese. Yeah, that's true. I just really I don't think you can get the Corvette. As you a, can't go as for a manual. I don't think so. Um, it wouldn't. It was. It wouldn't really surprise me, especially over here, yeah. that they would. They as would. with anything I say, don't take it as gospel. No, no. Um, but I think that could be considered 
a success actually. Ford bringing the Mustang over here. So we'll wait yeah. on the, the Corvette C8, but we would hope it does as well. Having looking looked at both of them and seen them, I think that the Mustang's probably a nicer place to be interior wise. It's certainly more, more of a car you could take on several different drives. You could take yeah. it to a, a Welsh countryside bit and enjoy it. It's yeah. not going to be as razor sharp as the, the Corvette. Corvette's just got it's got that, that central the central column, if you like, down the middle. But it sort of segregates both passengers. You know, with a normal yes. car, you sort of feel connected to your passenger. Yeah. This has got quite a high buffer between like the two. old Toyota Supra. Yeah. Which I think it, you don't like that, it, no? I don't particularly. Okay. It sort of makes it like a a single seater, but you just happen to have somebody somewhere in your somebody relative vicinity next to you. It's yeah. you know you've got you've got quite a lot of controls on this middle panel, but it's raised up to almost chest height mm -hmm. if you like when you're sat down. And just, I'm not a big fan of that styling cue, but the rest of the car I think looks lovely. And until I actually sat in one, I couldn't give you a definitive answer on that. No, but. that's fine. Um, we'll move on, and it's not not so obvious. People kind of forget this when they talk about American cars. Tesla, yay! Uh, Which Tesla would you like to talk about? Uh, well, all of them. All they're, of them. They're all American cars, oh, and they okay. have all been available. Let's talk about the Cybertruck. Mm, what gonna, do we know about what, a car that doesn't exist? Uh, <laughs> limited. <laughs> along Let's with not the, talk about that then. Along with the road stuff. <laughs> um, Tesla Model Three. It's selling very well over here. It is American. They are. Um, I think they're still built. The ones we get here, still built. I think over in the US, they are going to be soon built in Germany once their gigafactory is up and running there. But it's just one of those ones that people don't think about. If you say, yeah. "Name me an American car," well, I think if you said, "Where's Tesla from?" I'm not sure everybody would necessarily be able to give you an answer. That's a good point, actually. I, if I said, if if you didn't know, if you weren't really into people connect cars, it with more California and and things like that. Yeah, which obviously is in America, but you yeah, know, but you they just don't you automatically. Don't know. Is, is it built in Germany? Is it built in Switzerland? Is it? Are they built here? Mm. Everyone knows that Elon Musk's American. He's not. Oh, well, there you go. He's not American. He's South African. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, sometimes Sam comes out with some absolute gems on this show, but um, yeah, he's South I'm African. here for styling. Yes. I'm not here for tech spec. You're here to make it all look pretty. Yeah. Um, we'll move on. Actually, I want to do one more before we move on to stuff that, that came here and really shouldn't have. I really like this, and I've driven this, which was the Chrysler 300C SRT. Okay. Came here with a Hemi V8. Loved that. Um, I thought, I thought a... you were going to say the PT Cruiser for a second. Uh, no, we're going to get onto that in a moment. That's, that's, in, that's in the list. <laughs> Is it of in stuff. the other section? It's in the section of things that came here, and I'm pretty surprised. I mean, they did sell a few. They yeah, did. We, I've, I've, a, lot, a lot of them are seen around town centres on Friday and Saturday evenings. Yes. With Do tapped what? out windows moving we'll, quite slowly. We'll come on to it in just a second. I just want to say if you are in the market for a used high horsepower saloon car do not forget if you live in the uk that there are not many of them out there but they did an srt 300 seat in a wagon and in a saloon and actually um i remember getting in a lot of trouble once because when i was selling cars we had one in and we had sort of a very large tent area for this high-end cars and um myself and another young salesman had got the keys to this thing been asked to move it into the tent area and heard it reverberating around the tent with its um scolding v8 
and just sort of carried on giving it a few too many revs. And eventually one of the top bosses screamed at our manager who came and screamed <laughs> at us for um, ragging the nuts off a car that we shouldn't have been. If you'd like one, there are two for sale in the UK on Auto Trader. SRTs? Yeah. 6.1? SRT 8s. 6.1 yep. Hemi V8. Yeah. Uh, they both have 52 or 54,000 on them. Okay. One's 10,999 and one's 11,950. It's, it's quite a lot of money. What's their age? What's the... uh, both 2007s. One's a 57, one's an 07. So I'm going to add my little rating. So they're both the high £600 tax a year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually think they did any on 2005. So that, yeah, that's your only option, unfortunately, you have to pay. But yeah, the, you, there's two. And and I should say, I mean, it's it's an old E-class chassis that that's sat on. So I'm not saying for a moment that this is going to be the be-all and end-all of driving dynamics. But <laughs> if you wake up in the morning and you say, I just want to put have a smile put on my face today, Start the engine on one of those and go and do your daily commute and just hear the burble. You don't need to speed. You don't need to go particularly fast. You'll be happy by the time you get to work. You might be miserable again when you walk into the office, but you'll yeah, have or that. when you have to fill it up. Yes, it's not <laughs> going to do that many miles to go. So if you live close to where you, <laughs> where you work, um, I'm going to put that though in the success. I mean, it didn't sell many, but um, as a car to sort of talk about and say, yes. So we've got the Mustang and I think we're all happy we've got the Mustang. And I think we all hope that we get the next Mustang and continue with this one. I think it's going to go on for another year or so. But Mustang we want and we hope we keep. Corvette we're happy to have. Yeah. Um, I would like an F-150, but that's never going to happen. No, because it won't fit in this country. Uh, uh, Dodge Ram I'd actually like even more. It won't fit in this country. <laughs> uh, but interestingly, you could buy a Dodge Ram from Australia where they can convert them to right-hand drive. It's going to become a very, very expensive car by the time you've paid for it. Yeah, and by the time you've found anywhere to park it at Tesco's. No, it'd be fine. You'd need eight spaces. You know you know where they, you go and donate your shoes at the back <laughs> right, in the corner? Okay. You just go and park there. <laughs> yeah, but it's good for your health. This is what people have to remember. Fast, expensive, large vehicles are good for your health. Well, just listen to the highway code. Don't have a car and drive. And, and walk. And walk. Run. Into well, the you road. can run wherever you like. <laughs> um now we're going to go on to a few of the stuff that they sent over here, and I really, really don't know why. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll start off with the most generous one, because they sold quite a few of them, which was the Chrysler Crossfire and the Chrysler PT Cruiser. I forgot about the Crossfire. Yeah, the Crossfire, which was a Mercedes, which was the old Mercedes SLK at the time, yeah, rebodied. It was never a pretty car. So some people like them. Some people actually like that styling. Um, uh, the front's okay. The back of it, not so much. I, I just think, pff, I'm, I'm not... They they did sell a few of them over here, and I actually remember. Um, oh, I've seen a few of them around. Yeah, yeah. As I say, it's not like it's it's an uncommon sight, but it's not an unseen. Like someone with a Dodge what Ram. It, what it is is unsightly. Yes, <laughs> you do see. One. I remember a Dodge Ram, uh, not a Dodge Ram. Sorry, a um, a Hellcat uh, Dodge Challenger. When I, I'd gone to Norwich for the day, interesting. <laughs> this thing just went warbling past, and I was just shocked to see it. I thought, that's amazing. Now, if a crossfire passed me, I wouldn't be shocked to see it for, <laughs> for many reasons. But they sold enough of them that I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's a cross crossfire. Um, I've driven several. Um, I've sold a couple of them. And well done, you. I, I really, <laughs> that deserves a round of applause. <laughs> yeah, uh, really. Um, I, I just wouldn't. They, they wouldn't go on my recommended list. Um, if you owned one of them and you loved it, then please do message Sam on 
on the Facebook. Oh, right. We're not, we're not including the Instagram on that one, then. Uh, not for those people. <laughs> <laughs> um, PT Cruiser, I, I don't know. They, again, they sold quite a few of the PT Cruisers. Do you know what I think it is that's the attraction for these? Is they sort of, if you... Sorry, we're talking about the Crossfire still, yeah? No, no, the PT Cruiser. Oh, right, okay. But if you... If you were to put a lot of money into them, yes. them yeah. they can sort of look like the old... It's like a modern take on the old moonshine running cars. Yes, well, this was the problem. Is their prohibition days. <laughs> that is what Chrysler sort of were going for, but... They, but it, massively missed the mark. I mean, the modified ones, some of them can look pretty cool. I'm looking at a picture here of... Uh, flames down the side. One that's had the back of it cut off to make it like a pickup. So it's just like, oh, yeah. it's like a ute, effectively. Yeah. Um, that looks pretty nice. The standard one... Especially in gold or yellow, blue, green, red, silver, black. <laughs> the colours. <laughs> Just a colour. They don't look... Oh, you struggle to find words. No, it's just not a good car. I just, I'm just, I'm looking at one in silver and they did them with a 2.2 diesel. And I just think, if sure. you couple that with a Fiat Multipla. Yeah, there's this sort of... And you're good to go with a, a very bad looking driveway. Do you know what? No one would break into your house. Well, they wouldn't think you had anything. <laughs> Not of any taste. Anyway. Oh, there's one here for you. Sam. Sorry, guys, if you own one of these cars, please uh, feel free to contact the Instagram I think and, and rant away. <laughs> I think we're safe in saying that anyone who owns a PC Cruiser is not listening. But if you are... <laughs> and, and multiple. Yeah. Do you know what? But I, I'm sure the people that are probably have done something to it to make yeah. it look a little bit... And if you are listening and you do own one and you have done something to it, please send us a picture and we will... Uh, We'll feature you on the next we'll, show. We'll, we'll see what, what you've done, yeah. I wonder, what was the... Could you get anything fast in them? They didn't do any sort of SRT. No, I don't think they, they were above 60. <laughs> Ever. Did they do anything that was a... No, they didn't do any... Anything someone, good. <laughs> someone built an 800 horsepower. Yeah, but that would have been America, and they build 800 horsepower everythings in America, and they just take them to the drag strip. Uh, it blew the head gasket oh, okay. on its first outing. Well, completely go. off, failed. It wow. actually failed. <laughs> um, okay, well, you know, what was that? Is they, they got that from the two point four liter, a uh, two point four liter turbocharged inline four, eight hundred horsepower. Can you imagine the amount of money that you'd have to put into that to get that sort of power? And then, I mean, on the plus side, you could pull up to any set of lights in anywhere in the country, yeah, and look over at anything and be like, "I'll do you, man." Yeah. <laughs> I won't get very far after I've done you. But then you might as well oh, buy... I will, a, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you might as well buy a Ford Transit and do something special with that. Um, next, Sam's favourite car, the Cadillac Seville. Um, why is that? I'm going to get that up on Why the is that suddenly it my It just looks car. like your sort of car. I, I, so, I see that and I just think, oh, that's a bit of Sam. It's why? The, I don't know. I don't know it's what it is about It's just a miserable it. looking car. Yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> It's, it looks like something that in Home Alone the family would have driven, or any old American Christmassy type film, yeah. where the dad's split up from the mum and he's got to look after the kid for Christmas and it all goes wrong, yeah. and he's driving around in that. On Christmas Day, when he's burnt the turkey, to take them somewhere to find something to eat. A car with absolutely no redeeming features. I think not that's, one. that's it, why... Not one panel on that car matches with another panel. I might start calling that the Cadillac Sam. <laughs> Not a single redeeming feature of it. <laughs> it just, I think it had some... Maybe it sounded like a troll that lives under a bridge. <laughs> I just pull you out from under the desk every now and again and go, oh, go on, do a podcast, mate. I mean, that sounds a bit weird. Oh, yeah, yeah no, actually, on. yeah, I probably should have thought of that. Um, 
No, it just I, I can't. What I find amazing is that they built these. In, I find it amazing too. For, for, End of sentence. But I can I can understand they built them for the US and people sort of said, "Oh, I'm just going to get a Cadillac on my company car scheme," and that's what they got because you don't need to have good fuel economy or great speed. The speed limit's fifty five in loads of places. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter about fuel prices because you could just, well, let's not talk and about And that's with a lot of American saloons. You don't really have to worry too much about styling because they don't seem to be too no, fast. you just put some chrome wheels on it. Yeah. Get it in beige. Job done. But the fact they, they went to the effort to engineer it in right-hand drive and then released it over here and I guess they were surprised when it didn't do well. I guess. Well, you, yeah. Um, they Unless did, it was someone's last week. Yeah, it was like a director's last week, and he was like, "Yeah, take this to the take this to the British, or just to yeah. Europe." They just, would love it. Lap it up. That was their last project that they were involved with, and they sat at home going, "Can't believe they bought that." Do you know what? Yeah, I bet there's the CEO of the company somewhere. It's like everyone should be able to have a bit of this. Everyone should be able to experience this. And some, for some reason, decided that um, that we wanted it, which we didn't. Um, Chrysler Sebring. I think I might have actually seen one of these. Oh yeah, they they sold a few of them. Yeah, um, two unfortunate souls. What that is is an American Vauxhall Insignia. It does kind of fill that bracket, yeah. Yeah, just um, generic saloon. Again, it's odd. Again, if you own an Insignia, it's nothing that's against you as a person. It's just, I mean, maybe there are certain ones that are very nice to drive. I didn't particularly the like... The XR. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like the interior. I didn't really like the exterior. I didn't really like the engine. Or just anything about the experience of driving one. Going back to the Chrysler, though, what I, ju- I just find it interesting because they must have flown over to the UK and said, OK, we can sell these in Germany because we haven't got to do anything, really. We can yeah, just well, sell a left-hand drive one. And but, if we don't sell many, no big deal. But they probably drove over here, saw about, at the time. I mean, what age is these, 2000? Are we, where are we, Vectras? Or? No, no, this is 2010. Oh, OK. So they drove over here, saw a load of people in older Vectras and insignias and thought, oh, there's loads of these about. What they would sell hundreds and no, thousands but of what, what they've got. What they would have seen in 2010 is Ford Mondeos everywhere. Yeah. And BMW okay. 3. And that's the problem is they were seeing Ford Mondeos and said, well, we're Chrysler. So we're, we're better than them. Right. But there's but, how many Ford Mondeos on the road? If they're buying these, they must want something better. But the problem is in their eyes. that every other car would have been from BMW, Mercedes or Audi. Yes, that is, so they are better. <laughs> But they must have thought, okay, people keep buying Audi A4s and BMW uh, BMW 3 Series and Mercedes C-Classes. What they really want, though, is a V6-powered automatic Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they did sell a few. Um, fair play to them. There'll be some people that just like American I think it's, cars. A, culture, it's a culture difference. The yes. Ameri- in, in America, a Chrysler is a, is a good car to have. Yeah. They think that automatically translates to the rest of the world where we've got Better cars. This is the problem. This is nothing against Americans because I'm sure lots of you bought these. The difference is you bought them for something like, you know, 500 bucks down and 250 a month or whatever because they were reasonably priced. By the time they engineered them yeah. to be right hand drive, paid the VAT and all the import taxes to bring them here, they genuinely were going up against pretty nice spec BMWs and Mercedes. They were not in that market in America. They were. No. No, surprising. So this is where you kind of think, they thinking that they've arrived. It, it reminds me of, um, very briefly, when Bunnings, who are still in the... <laughs> so Bunnings are an Australian homeware, uh, home um, like tools 
thing, a bit like if you live in the UK, B and Q. Um, I don't know what the equivalent would be in the US. I'll tell, um, if you give me a minute, I'll tell you the equivalent in the UK. But you carry on with. But yeah, it's it's your equivalent to B and Q, and they came to the UK and they bought Homebase, who are more of like a garden centre for people who just want to do a little bit of troughing and troweling and <laughs> buy a thing and dig it up at the weekend. How's his gardening knowledge summed up there? Troughing and troweling. There you go. Yeah. What's troughing? You got that thing with your hand. A trowel. Oh, is that is yeah. it never a trough? Right. A trough, something that you put water in for for pigs, for pigs to drink out, of, yeah, or okay. eat out. Of. But is, if you're, if I you're, don't do much troughing. If you're <laughs> in use, my daily life, if you're using a trowel, are you not troughing? No, you'd be troughing, <laughs> digging. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but from now on, I shall be troughing. Um, but they they came into the UK market and they said, "Well, we're bunning, so we're going to be the next big uh, homeware hardware uh, DIY store." And they seem to not be aware that we already had a very, very well-established one that no tradespeople or you know um, enthusiastic DIYers were going to leave. And so they just turned up, failed. They, they, they. Let's, let's. I'm not being funny to home base, but they had a, quite a large customer base that were older people who liked home base because it was a quite a nice place to visit, buy some plants, and trough at home. Well, it's very nineties <sighs> home base. Yes. And there's another shop, so I'm going to go on a complete random tangent here. Hold on. Okay, carry on. But when they got into Homebase, they said, right, let's make this a bloke's place, hardware yeah. store for <laughs> tradesmen. And not a single tradesman turned up, and they didn't seem to get it. And my partner worked for them at the time. She was in the marketing department, and I said, babe, you need to tell them. I've lived in Australia. They can't come and do that here unless they're going to put a huge effort behind it. And they were like, no, no, it's be fine. Yeah, because you've got B&Q, you've got TradePoint. They got the trade point for yeah. Homebase didn't have the trade point. So no. you're not going to. And Wix have got. Um, I think it's Wix Pro. Yeah, they've got where, something for yeah, like the trade point where you'd go in and you'd get your discount effectively. So sorry, I did so, cut across you. No, it's fine. I was just saying, with Homebase, it's completely nothing to do with cars. But it's you know you're saying Homebase is sort of like nineties. We yes. went to we went on holiday last year. We went to Bridlington in the north of England, and we went we went we had to go and buy something from like a just a town centre shop. We went into a shop called Boyles. And Boyles. have you ever heard of Boyles? B-O-Y-L-E-S. It was like it was like going back to the eighties in a shop. So you have elevator music playing. Yes. Strip lights everywhere. Yes. And everything just looks old. <laughs> and the floors are beige. It was just such a random place, but I don't know why it popped into my head, and I don't know why I thought. Is it a bit like when you go to Wimpy? There's like yes, Wimpy's. exactly that. But it's, they've got like a, an aura of being from a different age about them. It's like going back. It's the closest we're going to get to time travel. Is going to a, a Boyles or a what did you just say? Wimpy. Did I go or to Wendy's? The, there's a Wimpy <laughs> in America in um, in Bicester. Yeah, we went, we went to Wimpy uh, in Portsmouth. I, Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure who I'd gone to that, that one That's when with. you came to visit me when I was living in Portland. And they had a wimpy there. It was above the arcade, if you yes. remember. Yes. It just reminded me of my, like, I lived by the seaside when I was yeah. a, a young kid. We were the only people in there. <laughs> Us and one member of staff. And you look at the menu now and you think, I kind of get what, like, because they still, to yeah. this day, they'll still serve you with a plate and a knife and fork yeah. for what is essentially fast food. And you think... You could cut a lot of costs in. And there's no drive through. <laughs> no. So they, they have just ardently stuck with saying, look, this is what we had in 1992. Yeah. We're not interested in what the competition is offering. This is it. Yeah. We're going to bring up one last car. 
um, to end, end our podcast today. Cadillac CTS, which did come to the UK in right-hand drive. That's not a bad car. If anyone remembers it, if anyone sort of in the UK is thinking, oh, why have I heard of that? It, I think James May did a Top Gear episode. Um, it was in a film as well. I think it was in Bad Boys. It was in Bad Boys too. Yeah, probably the V-Spec, this yeah. one up here. Yeah. Just showing Sam a picture. Someone was on test drive and it was when they were chasing the hearse that had all the... Uh, the bodies in it. Can you see if you? I don't think they ever brought the V. Um, they might have brought the V. Just have a quick look on Austrader and just see. Okay. Can you buy or can you buy a Cadillac CTS or are they all? Can you buy a Cadillac? You can, you can buy a Cadillac. Okay. You Ready? can buy a Cadillac CTS. Can you? So if you go to. Hang on, we're going more filters. What am I looking for? Uh, V. No, you can buy an Elegance or a Sport Luxury. What's the Sport Luxury got in it? What, what sort of power plant has that got charging it forward? A 3.6 litre V6. Oof. However, it's only two and a half grand. I bet it is. Well, actually, I might buy that. 44,000 miles. Two and a half thousand Two and a half grand. I'm interested. Leather. Wooden steering wheel. Yeah, I'm more interested. Automatic. What colour's the leather? Your favourite, beige. <laughs> I like white or like really silver. Yeah, leather. That, beige. That's, that's old man beige. You could go shopping in boils. Oh, oh, I'd be, I would be very welcome. <laughs> they would serve me. Hang in on, that there's in a more because there's some for three grand here. What? What's? What's? Interestingly, on? the ones that are three or four grand have got double the mileage. So there's something definitely broken with that two and a half yeah, grand. Well, one this there. one's a buy fuel. And um, what's the sort of power they're putting out? That, uh, that monster of a V6. Uh, power. We've got two hundred and fifty-five rampant American horses, and naught to sixty of seven seconds. It's not, it's not going. actually that bad. Yeah. Top speed of a 145, which the less said about the better. Annual tax of £600. Oh, really? <laughs> but the best part of it, your fuel economy. Your urban fuel economy, 17 miles per gallon. Yeah, sweet. Combined, 24. Can I get above 30? Your extra urban is 32. Perfect. So, so it'll do 32 then. <laughs> <laughs> Always look at the most optimistic figure and work your way down from there. Um, okay. Well, Again, it's not the prettiest car that you've ever seen. I think we did get offered the B, the CTSV. I, yeah, I mean, we may well just because they're not for sale on Auto Trader doesn't mean that you can't buy them. It just means they're no, there's none of them for sale. Yeah, I, I'm tempted to say we did get offered. They that. did like the beige leather though. Americans seem to like beige leather. I mean, there's a. Is this a right-hand drive? Sorry, guys. I know I'm. I'm looking at the iPad and I know you can't see it. I just want to, just for my own satisfaction, I just want to know if um, if a right-hand drive one ever did come. Because I've never seen one on the road. Um, I mean, it looks like they sold them, but did they sell them? It doesn't look like... So there's a lot of talk of it, of it sort of about to be released. This is back in 2015. But... Not really a lot of talk of uh, it's here, it's out, you can buy it. So maybe they pulled that one. We have found your commitment to the podcast though today because the delivery has just been and gone. I know what it is. Ah, it's not, it's not something for you, is it's, it? It's a light bulb. Oh, okay. Um, so it's fine. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> well, everyone, we can we can probably call it there actually. Um, how long? Oh, I can't tell yet. Can we? No. I imagine probably half an hour at least. Yeah, I think we've done half an hour. Um, 
but yeah, I thought it was being an interesting one just to talk about cars that we've liked that come out from the US. The, the worst part of it is there's plenty of cars that, that we would like that we would like and that do not come over here. And some of them, I don't know, it just baffles me because I think actually there are a lot of US, especially SUVs, because we know people like SUVs, doesn't matter where they come from, that that could actually do pretty well here. And specifically, there's um, Japanese and Korean manufacturers that build their cars in the US and they build SUVs for the US only and they don't bring them over here. Now I know it's mainly because of an emissions issue that they can sell them over there with a, a V6 or a V8 and they pass their emissions testing um, whereas over here they, they don't or it would be too much to tax and everything else and everything basically has to be a hybrid to get through a lot of legislation over here so um i say that actually that's 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 unkind and unfair because the cadillac's done uh, sorry the, the corvette's done it without a problem so <laughs> um but just it's I, I do find it a bit odd that there are certain cars that are over there and yeah. we want them and we make it very clear we want them and there's not even a talk of them arriving i mean it took 40 odd years to get the mustang so yeah come on america sort yourselves out yeah come on send us some good stuff um you send us the mustang we like that um, we're very happy to get the Corvette. I mean, Jeep. Jeep's been here for for decades, and yeah, Jeep yeah. does actually pretty well. Yeah, lots of people buy Jeeps. Um, market might be a little bit under threat just because there's so many SUVs to pick from, but people buy Jeeps here, so it's not like a, a an American manufacturer can't set up wholly as one entity and uh, and do itself well. But there we are. That's the end of that one. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll uh, we'll catch you in the next podcast. Cool. Take care. See you guys.